Into every generation, a slayer is born. One girl in all the world, a chosen one. And alongside her are the Watchers. We are the Watchers. Once more with feeling is a 20th anniversary Buffy fan cast where we gather and watch episodes of Buffy, discuss them, and release it every Tuesday. Grr. Arg. The land of Faerun, a land of magic and monsters, where treasure and danger lie behind every corner. A land in desperate need of heroes. Instead, we got these assholes. So let's see what we do for damage, and the dude's dead. You don't know how to use rocket fists by any chance, do ya? Oven mitts of, of power. Wanna see some shit? Alright, that was so cool. Yeah, it'd be gone, homie. You know, a friend of mine once said that murder is like chocolate. Join our bumbling protagonists as they try not to die and maybe save the world in the process. Welcome to Tragic Missile. And then next thing you know, two Earth Elementals appear oh, behind that's you. that's cool. And they have entered the turn order. Elias thinks this is the coolest shit he's ever seen in his life. Elias should take a, a level in Summoner uh, or something. Elias is not doing here. Basically a Pokemon <laughs> master. Two and a five, Christ. Why am I bad at this? And so um, we're gonna have them take their turns as they just showed up into the order. And then we'll start, then we'll just make our way to the top of the order again. Okay. Yeah. So the first elemental is going right for the dude in front of you, in front of you, uh, Xavier, well, to, to the back of you that tried to take advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me pull up his char their character sheet so I have so I can use their attacks. He's got a multi-attack too. Let's do that. Let's uh, do that. So he is going to go for his multi-attack, and it's a and it's to just slam his rock fists into the dude. So it's a plus eight to hit. So. That's 1d20 plus 8. That's 18. And the dude's armor class is is low is well below that. So he is going to take that hit. And that is going to be 2d8 plus 5 damage. And that's 10. That's 10. And then the next attack is 17 again. Oh no, it was 18 last time, so... There's that, and then for damage, it's 20. And that dude is full-on dead. Yes! I imagine he kind of makes, like, a little splat noise when he... Oh, yeah, you can hear, you can hear uh, like, splatter, and uh, you can... And Xavier, since you're right there, you can see the elemental, like, have little, little bits of, like... Not quite reddish blood. It's a little bit darker than red, but it, you can tell it's blood. Okay. And that dude is dead. And we can take him out of turn order. Ne and then next up is this dude and what's their what's their movement speed? Where's their movement speed? Come on. It's up at the top by initiative and our armor uh, class. It's got AC, HP, the stats, size large, type elementals. There it is, 30 feet. So uh, he's gonna come right up to right up to this dude, and he is going to flank him. Yay, flanking! So that's one d twenty plus eight, and let's see, uh, which has twenty five. That's gonna be fine. And he is going to roll two two d eight plus five for damage, 
And this one is the is the short shorty, so he takes that thirteen. And then one more time. One more time. Alright, those are both of those would have hit, so that's eleven damage. He so this now this dude is all bloodied. Okay. Alright, and now we are back at the top of the order. Time for burn. Time for some So, Ebonheart, you got a dead guy in front of you, and you've got two cultists left. Time for some murder. All right. Um, <laughs> can I flank with the the golem <laughs> if I move? You know what? Might as, you might as well since you're right there. So, what do I want to hit him with? Obviously, I'm going to hit him with the bigger blacker sword. And remember, you got advantage because you're in the fog. Well, I got a 17 and, and a 16, so... So roll, roll damage on that 17. Ba-bop. Eight slashing. That's a nice hit on you. And so. I look up at the golem and I'm like, You don't know how to use rocket fists by any chance, do ya? <laughs> golem looks down at you, kind of confused, like, Huh? Rocket fist! And I start making a motion of, like, my hand flying off forwards towards the cultist guy, and I'm just, like, bumping him with my fist, and he's staring at me contemptuously. Yep. Just, like, more like, I don't, I don't know, man. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, next up in the turn order, Elias. Um, hmm. And the one I was, I got a little bit, uh, is dead. Okay, who do we still got? We've got two cultists, the one that Ebonheart just attacked, and the one that was flanked by uh, the oh. elemental. Do you have to move around the elemental to get to the one that's flying? Yeah, you can move that. That's about 15 feet. Yeah, you can that get you into can attack double, range. You can double yeah, flank. Um, since my magic's kind of being garbage, I'm just going to hit him with, um, with my thwomp and stick. Oh no! All right. Yeah, and oh, remember, you have advantage. Sixteen. Advantage. Yay! Sixteen's gonna hit. Roll for damage. Don't be shitty. Don't be bad. Two. Now he. Well, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, you hit him pretty good on one of the bloody spots, yeah. so it's like, oh, oh come on. Ugh. I mean, that's 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 double what you did on the yeah. last one, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Still better than up, magic. Hunt. Next up, that dude, and he is kind of freaking out. So he is he is he has decided to cast. Sh uh, I think that's right. Yeah. So he's going to cast shatter. Well, oh. rude. Now okay. he's going to do something. We'll say he's a disadvantage as he's been pretty much flanked. So he's just this is like a this is like a uh, what you call it um, like a panic shatter. So uh, everyone so. So roll for constitution. Uh, six for me. Oof. That's disappointing. Uh, I think only uh, just, just Elias a... and Xavier. Oh, no. Elias. They're right one. there. And the. Okay. Yeah. Do either well, of the I, elementals well, need see, to? Or... But, yeah, but one I'm elemental good does. Constitution. It's like the one thing I'm he good at. Twenty-one, so he's Let me double great. Check range. That's a ten-foot radius sphere around him. So let's see. Uh, that would be. He gets a bit. Of, he has. Well, let's say the other one has. The other elemental has to roll con too. So that's one d twenty plus five for both of them, and they're at advantage. So it's. That's the one right next to him. He's good, so he only takes half damage. And the other one, they're both the same, so he only takes half damage. So that panic shatter did nothing, pretty much. Uh, how you doing, Xavier? Um, yeah, I'm still pretty good. All right. And the last of the cultists is freak is freaking out because he's been he's he knows he's been flanked, so uh, he's going to disengage or at least attempt to. 
And he's going to try and run past you, Ebonheart, so go for him. All right. Nineteen. That's Oh, yeah, that's going to hit him. I, I'm picturing I basically just, like, he starts running past me and I just hold the sword out and clothesline him with the blade. <laughs> yep. Four slashing damage. Uh, you cut, you give him a nice cut. And, uh, he, and he, tri and I'll say he trips up and is now prone between you and the elemental. That, you know, that bigger, blacker sword clothesline just, like, gave him the, gave him a little loop-de-loop. And then, uh, next up, Xavier. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna, with advantage, swing Jim Halberd. Alrighty. Uh, 11? Uh, let me double check oh, here. Probably not. I don't think so. No, it's not gonna hit him. Alright. Uh. That's but, my turn. Uh, thankfully, the Earth, the Earth Elemental... Uh, can take it from here. Uh, which one's this? I think that's uh, the is... one that's farther away right now. Uh, I think yeah, that so one. He's going to full on, full on surround. The dude. He is sur this dude is surrounded, and um, he's not going to take any chances. It's going to be full on multi attack. So he's going to do uh, both of those would have hit. So let's see what we do for damage. And the dude's dead. Nice. That dude is dead. So there goes his turn. And the next elemental is going to take advantage of the flanking huh, and uh, go for the dude on the ground. So he's going to multi-attack as well. So let's see how 14 does against this dude. Oh, that 14 actually, both of the, that 14, not is, that first attack isn't going to get past his armor class. So it's like a, ooh, like a, like he's like, like a half-assed sort of attack. But uh, let's see how he does the next time. Neither of those. So both of his attacks seem to have lost. Seem to have lost from the advantage. So let's see how the gargoyle does. He's going to come back around, continue to flank the dude, and he is going to use his multi-attack first with a bite. That twenty-one's going to hit. So three piercing, and then with a, with his claws. That 15's going to get get him, too. So he is... He, now, this dude on the ground is bloodied. And then, finally, the uh, stone golem is going to... Um, basically, he, he starts to glow a certain greenish aura. You can't quite tell, but you also know to... Uh, roll roll, roll uh, perception, all three of you. See if you can tell where it's coming from. Elias uh, got an perception. eight. Perception. Perception. Seven. Uh, an eighteen. For Xavier's Xavier. the only one who, know, who can notice it, probably because he's not fighting anyone anymore, and uh, he notices that the doorway is glowing green as well, and the stone golem is emitting a green aura that he passes on to Ebenhart, and. For the next turn, Ebonheart, not only do you have the advantage, but you get the Golem Strength advantage on the attack roll. So you get a plus 10 to attack. Ooh, nice. Ooh. All right. So, Ebonheart, it's your turn. What do? Remember, this is the last of the cultists. So you, can, you have your, you have your uh, free reign to do what you will. All right, it's the last of the cultists. Yep. Then I am going to hit him with the bigger blacker sword, the flat of the bigger <laughs> blacker sword, non-lethal submission damage. All righty. <laughs> 26, and that's without the bonus for the string. <laughs> Man. So uh, what, roll one more, see what, where you come with advantage, if you get anything higher. Okay, nope. I got a critical failure on that. So thank thankful for the flanking advantage. So uh, roll for damage on that. And you have conked him out. The rest of them are all bloodied and dead. You have evenly taken him out and knocked him unconscious. 
Yep. All right. Uh, has anybody got any rope? Or um, maybe we should like cut his hands off or something. Um, maybe I don't. Not the hands. Uh, That's maybe a little extreme. I have some rope. Okay, let's tie him up, and uh, let's tie him. Ooh, let's tie him to the goal. No, that it might be a bad idea. <laughs> ah, let's not yes. tie him to the goal. Let's tie him to one of the giant posts. Yeah. We're gonna interrogate him. Unless, of course, uh, giant Mr. Golem Man, if you have any, uh, like, like, if you have any ideas, anything that you'd like to do to him, obviously we will defer to the fact that you're, like, three times bigger than us and could turn us into meat jelly if you wanted. Um, uh, the Golem looks down at you and, uh, he thinks about it for a couple of seconds and then it's like, if Egon trusts you, I trust you. And, uh... He actually has, instead of using the rope, uh, he has the earth elementals burrow under the ground and uh, hold, and then just, and then stick their arms up as sort of like restraints. And then he's lying there on the ground where you, where you knocked him out and he's completely restrained by the ground itself. All right. That's nice. Um, you guys yeah, want to no. loot the bodies before we wait him up? Just, okay. yeah, sure. Um, I'm gonna loot him too, just in case, you know. Uh, on the bodies, you mostly find uh, various various weapons. Like some have crossbows, some have daggers, a couple have quarter staffs, but they're not, you know, they're standard weaponry. The dude, the even the dude that uh, the golem knocked out in one hit in uh, one turn didn't have that much on him. Uh, but they do have, uh, you know, aside from the robes, uh, you as you loot the bodies. You, you start to see more exotic races around them. The one dude that uh, that that Ebonheart attacked and took a took a nice chunk out of. He was human. Uh, the one dude they've got on the ground is a. Um, oh, Yanti. What's yeah. the what's the? Uh, oh man. Yuanti. The he's a, so he's human like with snake things. Mm. Mm hmm. And uh, the one the short dude was in fact a halfling. The uh, other dude that had wings was. Uh, what's the, what's the race name for him? Which guy with oh. wings? The, the, the ethereal the one, wings the one, or the uh, eagle yeah, wings? The ethereal wings. Well, the eagle wings was an Aarakocra. And oh. the, uh, ethereal re a, Yeah, a bird person. And then, uh, oh, what the, uh, the ethereal wings was an Asimar. A-A-S-I-M-A-R. Jesus, Jesus. So he was literally a fallen angel. Oh. And, uh... What's the also, guy we have tied up? Yonti, the uh, snake person. Oh. They're from the, the snake clan where everybody's has snake blood in them. Uh, so let's see. Let me calculate. Uh, as you are looting the bodies, you you don't find a whole lot aside from the weapons. You can, you can grab some crossbow bolts and, you know, fill out your quivers. And, um... But other than that, you do find a, uh about 30 gold on each of them uh, the one dude has 50 gold ah, uh, nice. well, let's say 60 gold so you each get 20 gold and then the rest of them have uh 30 gold so you each get 10 from some so 40 plus 20 six you each nice. get 60 gold cool. okay all right um just because i am a jerk and i'm also playing into stereotypes i'm going to take one of the wings off the asimer and just kind of like pin it to my backpack Ooh, no, I no, the, the, element, the uh the golem and the gargoyle don't even bet an eye do you want to take like the opposite wing from the eagle one and then you can have like mismatched wings isn't that better than just one wing ah, that's even better i like that i like that a lot I gotta see if I can get somebody to like taxidermy those so that they don't go bad. Also, you each get. Um, I'm sorry for bringing that up. Uh, oh no, it's it's going on the character sheet now. I lost I lost my bag of bugbear teeth, but now I have gained assorted wings. Yep. Um, Speaking of which, you Damn. everybody gets three thousand three hundred and sixty-seven XP. Oh, whoa! The whole fight. Three thousand. Yeah, these are three le level three. They were four level three 
various of various classes. One was a druid. One was a. I think they were all various. You know, they were all various classes, but they were all level three. And oh. the uh, Aarakocra that the golem took out with one turn was level five. Okay, so how much XP was that? 3,367. Well, yeah, that's for each of you. Because it was 10,000 all accumulatively. Yeah. Uh, so okay. that puts me up over 5,000. So... So what... I'm, I'm trying to remember where the where you are with uh, I believe level. that I believe that should bump at, us into level four at least. Yeah, I believe at this moment Ebenhart's phone rings and it goes da 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 da, and he's like, "Oh, um, hold on a second. Uh, nope, I'll just mute that. All right, ah, uh, let's wake this guy up oh, and right. uh, scare the living crap out of him." All right. With the elementals holding him down, uh, the, every one of you, the golem is standing behind the gargoyle, and uh, the rest of you just surround him. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, how much? And so, how much do you take him back up? Um, just a little. Just a okay, little. So I mean, basically, I'm just like you know, like giving him like one HP, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, I did not. It was non-lethal, so we don't have to stabilize him or anything. So it should just be... Some smelling salts. Yeah. Smack him a couple of times. Yeah. Just... Uh, he starts to come to, and uh, he can't... He, he struggles a bit because he, he, he can't feel anything, and then uh, as he blinks a bit, um, oh, you notice boy. that his eyes seem to have turned an unnatural red. Like... Whatever his eye colors were before, they're the the uh, That's it, the actual gross. eyeballs themselves seem to emit a red light, and the, <laughs> so uh, so he looks up at everybody and he starts to freak out, <laughs> and he seems to be trying to reach for his uh-huh. reach for his ring on the on his right hand, and he's trying to get that through, but the um, earth elementals tight, try to you do know, a thing. pull tighter. So I can't move um, anymore. But uh, I need. Uh, I'm gonna look at uh, Xavier yeah. and and Evan Hunt. Be like, I need you guys to step back like, fifteen feet, um, and I'm gonna try to do Fey presence against this motherfucker. Um, Ooh. Yes. All right. Uh, Xavier Fine, steps back twenty uh, feet. Don't screw up his I eyes because I'm definitely keeping those. No. Uh, the the golem and the gargoyle, the gargoyle flies on top of the shoulder of <coughs> of right, the golem. So what presence is? And they and um, the golem stacks back a couple of steps. Bestows upon me the ability to project the beguiling and fearsome presence of the fey. Um, so as an action, I ask everybody to step back because it's a ten foot cube originating from me, uh, and the dude has to make a wisdom saving throw against my spell save DC, which is fourteen. Mm-hmm. If they fail that saving throw, they are charmed or frightened by me uh, until the end of, of my next turn. We're not in combat, so I'm not sure if that will matter. Uh, but basically what happens is I kneel in front of this dude, and kind of like from over my shoulder, uh, this almost like shapeless, formless, terrifying uh, presence with like bright like silver eyes just kind of... And he's the only one who can see it if he fails this. Um, it's just kind of like lurking over there, looking like it's going to eat his soul. Um, so he he needs to roll a wisdom saving throw. So he has to be right. 14, I believe. Alrighty. Alright, so let's see how he does. Fuck! Well, shit. That's a 19. Um, no, he beat it. Even in, well, I'll say uh, in his weakened state, he he skirts by with just under that. Okay. So the Fey is still okay. the, so he can the Fey comes in and out Good. of 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 his eye of his vision. So he's kind of freaking out even more because it's not only that he can't see, it's not only that yeah, he can't see it, it's it that it keeps like, you know, go, coming like, and going, and he's not sure if it's there or not. Touch too big, and the teeth are just a touch too sharp, and it's just just hanging out just over my shoulder. Just chillin'. Just chillin'. Yeah. Yep. 
Like the Cheshire Cat. And that's all I got. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, uh, who wants to interrogate him? Ebenhart. Uh, okay. I mean, you gotta ask. Alright. Uh, I'm just gonna lean over him. And I'm not saying anything. And I rolled a 13 intimidation. <laughs> but I am wearing body parts of his dead comrades. And, so. and I'll, I'll say that's, a, that's good enough, especially since he's surrounded by a giant golem who literally one-shotted, technically two-shot, but still one-shotted his his leader. And every, he's surrounded by the de, you know his dead brethren. And he's being held against his will by the ground itself. Okay, so you so intimidated him. I reach into my pocket, and in memory of our wandered-off comrade, I pull out the one piece of chocolate that I received at the very beginning of this adventure. <laughs> and I pop it in my mouth, and I say, You know, a friend of mine once said that murder <laughs> is like chocolate, because they're both very sweet. Now, I look at it this way. I really, really probably ought to have just killed ya. Uh, and I probably didn't do you any favors by not killing ya. But there's this teensy tiny infinitesimal possibility that ya might maybe just make it out of this alive if you start giving us... Oh, let's just say useful, accurate information in concise, uh, tweetable bursts. Um, however, uh, my friends Solomon and Grandi here, and I motion to the Earth Elementals, uh, they're not gonna like bullshit answers. So... Uh, it's gonna get really uncomfortable for you very fast if you try and give us any, uh, of the old BS. So, um, I'm just gonna enjoy my chocolate here and see if it is actually sweeter than murder. Uh, the Yanti is uh, is still freaking out a bit like <laughs> he starts laughing like that nervous laugh like he's not sure what to do like <laughs> like does he does he um reveal what's going on and tell you know tell the truth and risk uh you know whatever kind of thing if he does survive and like if he's the last survivor of the this group that was meant to um infiltrate and steal this treasure and he comes back empty-handed like, uh, or does he, uh, or does he try and, you know, maybe strong arm his way out of it still, and if he can just get this thing to work, like... <laughs> You'll never see him coming! <laughs> Thank you. And the Earth Elementals I, try to squeeze him. I cut off his him. ring. Yeah, that's I just, probably a good idea. I just take the whole finger... Just kind of pop it off. Uh, actually, roll a strength check to see how well. See if it comes off clean or if it comes off uh, hard. If it takes a while, like you, like you're literally breaking the. Um, the thirteen. It oh. it comes off with a hard. It comes off hard. Like there. Sorry, there that was go. a strength save before. That's an actual strength. Okay, that's better. Twenty-one. Oh yeah. You go in there, you you literally grab him by the finger, the ring finger, and rather than just rip the ring off, you pull the full finger. And he just, like, squeals in pain. Now, I, I wonder, do you regenerate bits and pieces like that? Because if you do, see, this has gone from a terminal transaction into an incredibly interesting long-term scientific study. Like, okay, so there is this old story, right, about this boat, and 
The guy builds a boat, and then, over the course of the years, bit by bit, he has to replace the boat. Like, first, some of the back goes, and he has to replace the back, and then the mast gets cracked, and he puts a new mast on it. And eventually, over the course of the years, by the time he's done fixing all the bits, it's an entirely new boat. But it's still the same boat. And I guess the question is, how much of you do I have to cut off and have you regenerate? before you stop being an unhelpful soul and start being a helpful one. Where does your old boat end and your new boat begin? Uh, as he's struggling to breathe uh, with the elementals holding him pretty tight and th and with the, you know, still writhing in pain, from you ripping his finger off, he, he all he can squeal out is, "You think you can stop him? Stop us all you want. You can't stop him." Uh, <laughs> all right, so I know I'm gonna sound like a real idiot here, but stop who? Them and um uh who here? Uh, Ebenhard, do you understand Infernal? Uh, yes, actually, I do. Uh, so, uh, it's basically... It's like it's your first language or something. Uh, basically, um... What you heard at the beginning, when they first spoke, is, uh, the Arakokra was was calling out the Stone Golem to, un to release, uh, the treasure in the name of... in the name of the Black Sun. And, uh, you know, then the rest was just simple, like, you know, you four take care of them... I'm, I, you know, I will, I, I will tackle this, you know, I'll tackle the guardian myself. Uh, and we saw how well that worked out for her. I'm pretty sure it was, a, I'm pretty sure that was a her. I mean, uh, either way, uh, the, now that in his last breath, the Yanti, like, gives in to the Earth Elementals and starts to constrict himself and, like, t basically hold his breath until he can die. And, uh, all he says in Infernal uh, it, you know, he speaks infernal. <laughs> and, uh, Ebenhart, you understood that to be the black sun will rise. Praise, praise Onyx and, uh, praise, let me pull up, uh, LA, and praise Lord Siphos. And then right. he, uh, essentially I, stops. I lean down right next to his head, and I whisper in his ear in Infernal back, I already have. Which is a... Do I have to bluff for that? <laughs> no, I think you're good. Uh, uh, the, the, I think uh, the, the Yanti kind of gives you a... Like a, like a what? Confused at first look, and then he just passes himself out, and he you know, and essentially has let himself... You know, pass on. <laughs> I just uh, figured I'd uh, screw with him, <laughs> you know. Like, uh, you, oh you, my you, god, you what if this guy. Last... What you if this guy made his. <laughs> yeah. Wait, go, go ahead. Go ahead. What if this guy is the chosen one that's like this supposed to. Oh god, no, I'm on the wrong side. Ah! <laughs> uh, you definitely confused him because. Uh, Going up, you, you know, I'll reveal more about that, but ba uh, but basically, you know, he's referring, the Black Sun is, you know, in reference to this deity Onyx that they keep talking about. But he actually name drops the name of his master, Siphos, and, but that's all you really glean from him before he kills himself. Well, I tell them all of the things that they, that um, he said about the stuff. Uh, who wants to roll investigation on the ring? I'll do it. Uh, I mean, it, like, nothing bad's gonna happen from investigating. No, basically, Evan Hard can just hold up the ring in the, in between the rest of you. Uh, Eighteen. And, uh, I rolled a three. I'm relatively yeah. certain this is a ring. Give me a second. I keep closing it up is my round. character sheet because it's too big to see stuff. Uh, Elias. Uh, investigation, right? <laughs> yep. Twenty-two. Oh, snap. Xavier, you can, I mean, you can kind of tell, you can't, you can't tell that this is, but you can tell that they all have the same ring on them. And uh, you can, no, you notice its ornate design and that it, it, it was obviously carved by a master jeweler. 
and it's silver with various rubies and uh, you know reddish and or you know and black uh, like some even some onyx gems placed inside it placed on both the band as well as uh, in the in um, in the case of the Aarakocras, uh the uh, you know the the there's actually a much more there are much more ornate gemstones placed on top as uh, mm-hmm. you know to signify you know more um, you know higher rank than the rest of them and right. uh, and Mara you're able to glean uh, a little bit that you can sense a little bit of a magical presence but after oh. he after the dude finally passed hmm. on uh, that set presence seemed to have dissipated. And um, and you're not quite sure, but uh, the golem uh, speak speaks out uh, speaks out upon the magical presence. He was attempting to sacrifice himself in a blaze of glory. The, re- ah. the gemstones in that ring, when 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 spoken with the right spell, will unleash a fire that destroys. Oh. All, all, all around the user, including the user oh. themselves. Like a cool. is a self-destruction good that that mechanism. Work. Unfortunately, it seems that the magic has gone, has left them once their, once their life force has been drained. As ah, that's such a shame. It's such an absolute shame that all it is now is an incredibly expensive ornate ring. Uh, several of them, actually. I mean, uh, also, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Xavier, you can kind of glean. You and uh, Mara, uh, you and uh, Elias, rather, can glean that, uh, g- given given the four from the regular from the from the ones you fought, uh, they're worth about. Uh, let's see, what what is I mean, silver you can't just make worth it in up. this? Uh, let's let's say uh, the silver is probably worth about. Uh, Five or six gold. That sounds about right. It's, that's really nice silver. And then the gemstones add on. You know the 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 smaller gemstones are the ones you got add about ten gold to the price of the you know to the resale value of the ring. Whereas the really ornate one that the Aarakocra had uh, adds on a uh, thirty gold to the price of the ring. So thirty five for the Aarakocra and about fifteen each for the other four. Okay. Uh, although, um, yeah, and, and then of course, uh, yeah. you can have uh, Egon and the people at the institute give you any further information about the rings themselves when you get there. Right. Uh, so, with all the cultists defeated, the the golem uh, kind of uh, re, you know resettles himself and kind of like uh, does that sort of thing where it's like, whoo, you know, like after a workout. Um, now, before we were so rudely interrupted, follow me. And he leads you to the back, into the into the doorway, and he even opens up the doorway himself. And inside the doorway, uh, Xavier, you start to notice that same green aura that the golem used to help out Ebonheart towards the end of the battle. Mm-hmm. And within, and within the doorway, you notice a mainly empty room about. Um, about uh, 20 feet high and 20 feet long, and then right smack dab in the center is a pedestal, and floating above it, emanating a bright green aura, is the Heart of Faerun. And it is a pure, uncut gem. Like, it, you, you can't, you're not quite sure if it's even a kind of gem you understand, but it is, pu- it is, it is uncut, still has traces of the rock around it, and emanates just this brilliant, like, leaves in summertime green aura around it. And um, you'll kind of gather around with the golem behind, standing behind it and says, This is the heart of Faerun, the, the source of cool. all earthly magics on this plane. All right, and, uh, Xavier uh, looks at the golem and says, Awesome. So do we just like pick it up, and how do we get back to the like the place? Uh, e- Egon will mo- will most likely have prepared you for this. It is this this stone 
while I, while while earthly beings like myself and my associates, uh, pointing to the gargoyle and the earth elementals outside, are able to harness its magic while we are within its presence, it is it disrupts the yeah, magic yeah, of yeah. everything else around it. Ah, uh, that's Thankfully, right. He gave us the uh, the bag to put it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Magic gloves. Let's let's put it in that oven mitts of of power. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you you kind of you try. Uh, who wants to do the Indiana Jones thing? All right, so Elias, you it. have the gloves on, and you like, and you like, re- re- your, you know, uh, reach your hands around it, and you're like, you pick it up uh, gently behind it, and then, uh, oh, cool. and then the aura still emanates, and it's like floating, it's like hovering in your hands, and then. Uh, you put, you hold and then whoever's got the bag you kind of let it fall into the bag and it's like and it's and, and the bag emanates starts emanating the green aura and and uh you know you kind of seal it up like it's a little pouch and even the even with even with oh, even with the bag seal the cool. bag itself will start like has little bits of green start to shine from it and uh and uh, oh. you, you start to notice that the bioluminescent mushrooms are starting to dim. Ah, good. I and, would uh, be. I would be. I would. I would uh, make your way out now, lest you be left in the dark. I can only help you so much. I'm assuming Egon has left you a means of escape, and he uh, looks down at your uh, collars, and you remember the little insignia of the institute that that is now starting to glow a little bit of a white presence like a whitish silver now that the now that the gemstone is within the bag uh i'm gonna go all star trek next generation and just sort of like tap my com badge to see if i like uh egon beam us up beam us up and, uh as you were saying that you you start to actually dissipate like the transporter in Star Trek, and <laughs> by the time you finish uh, really and by the time cool. you finish, beam us up. You're so already cool. back at the institute. <laughs> All right, that was so cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming uh, uh, Xavier and uh, Elias follow oh. follow suit, right? Oh, I thought we were all no, getting we're beamed up at the same time. time. I thought it was a, no, it was a party. Uh, you, you each have each yeah, one works. Oh, yeah, we do the thing too. Don't leave us here. That it's like working. Yeah. Really? Yeah, exactly. Us too. Us too. So yeah, you do that, and you end up right back at the uh, institute in the in the center, and you're and uh, when you arrive, Egan and and the other four uh, other four wi- uh, wizards um, start to yeah. uh, start so. to hover around you like. How did it go? Did it go all right? Are you all right? Um, I mean, there were a couple of spiders and stuff, but really, it was no big deal. And the and the I'm sorry. I mean, yes, you. I'm uh, glad no, that you are all right. And is the gem all right? Did you were you able to find it? Did, did they get their hands on it? Um, no, no. Now, you didn't okay. need that all in one piece, did you? Because there was a little bit of an accident here with Butterfingers. Um. <laughs> uh, he starts to look at you like, I would be oh. frightened by that if I was, if I knew fully well that this gem is unbreakable by natural means. Ah, you're a good man, Egon. Or a woman, or whatever it is you are. Now, I'm... he's an old man. He's, he's, he's an old man. I don't want to assume. I mean, yeah, exactly. no, it's, it's very good that you uh, don't assume. You know, don't assume gender. It's something that is that is much appreciated on this realm. Uh, uh, may we see it? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to be polite about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. This How is the first advancement we've had in this re- in this land? study for quite some time. Right. The last. Uh, uh, well, the Institute has been around for, uh, decades, you know, well, what is it, Wisteria, uh, 50, maybe 60 years? About, about 60 years, yes, yes, sir. And, uh, we haven't been, we've only now, recently, uh, with the rise of the Cult of the Black Earth, started to research the gem, the, 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 you know, the treasures of Faerun. And this is, you know, this is, we will be, you know, aside from the three adventurers and the Guardians, 
we will be the only ones who have witnessed its true potential and its power. Well, um, speaking really. of the order, did you did they give you any trouble? Eh, I mean, trouble is is really a very um. I'm serious. If uh, the, it, I'm willing to assist you with the help of this gemstone, we can bestow upon you a means of helping helping to back, combat these the, the, these contests next if you ever meet them in battle again. Well, I mean, they, they did kind of... Some guys did sort of show up and yeah, try but... and uh, do some stuff, but uh, we kind of, you know, I mean, there was a lot of murdering going on. They may or may not have gotten in front of some of the murdering going on. Eh. Um, yeah. uh, as you guys are talking, Hope is the one uh, who starts to hover her staff above the above the three of you and uh she's able to glean your hit points from that they seem to be some seem to be doing all right but they have yeah. definitely seen come seen combat sir uh, well, like i said there was a but, giant spider it didn't uh, like me it well, found that i, I was think a I can help hard to swallow i think i can help you with that um uh uh please uh take Take the gemstone and the, and place it into the fire behind us. Behind oh. us. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know. Can we trust these guys. Um, I don't know if they're. Yeah. Mm. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, do we do? Uh, no, buddy, I'm I, a I don't suppose you can do like a zone of truth or anything like that. Um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm... Let's all do that. Do we have... You can roll, like, a, an insight check? Yeah. Now that we've actually got this here, and they're actually, like, moments away from having oh, their hands on God, it, let's just really make bad. sure... Yeah. Oh, they're all really uh, bad. Da, 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 and oh, how's man. it Ten oh. insight. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's learned some bad insights. You easily buy into it, but Xavier is the one who can kind of glean that mm. he's, he, you know, he's still he's ex he's like a he's like a kid about to receive a present. He's just really excited, you know. And uh, you know, it's it, it you can't really tell that there's anything nefarious going on about it. And uh, you just all you can tell is that he's like a little kid at Christmas. Like, can I see it? 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 You know, you know, only a little bit more subdued since he is 900 years old, but he's just, like, so excited to see this Can thing. Can we just... So, but he's willing to let you put it into the fire uh, yourself rather okay. than have them transfer it? it. Just in case, he trusts like, you... so we have a little yeah, bit Yeah, he trusts resistance. you to just, like, essentially, like, pour it in into case, the fire. In like, it flares out and explodes. Uh, um, you could try. Uh, a base, uh, yeah, uh, you pour the this gemstone out of the bag and uh, Elias, you hold it again in, in your hands and uh, you give it a little yeah, like, a, like a not even a softball, like, like a, what do you call it where it's like a, almost like one of those water balloon tosses where you're afraid to break it you're like Is it? Yeah, yeah. and then uh, it, once it hits, the once it goes beyond the flames, it like the, the flames go from the bluish white to like pure on green like you, that same green energy starts emanating from the fire, and it swirls into that into that tornado spiral thing, with the with green fires, and um, it finally starts to settle back down, and the blue starts to regain. But there are now tinges of green among the blue mm, flame, that's and the and the gem itself is hovering in the center of the fire. <laughs> now, now. Want to see? Want to see some shit? And uh, the uh, and Egon are is about to reach his hands, and everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no! Trust me, I've got this. And uh, Egon casts Mage Hand and starts to use Mage Hand into the fire. And as soon as the hand touches the fire, <laughs> it, the magic itself is completely shattered. Now imagine if that was my actual hand. Yeah, it'd be gone, homie. What the fuck? Exactly! This protects the gemstone from even one of us managing to take it. It would take magic even beyond what I have now in order to steal it 
from this realm, from that fire. I hope so. It is now even more safe than it was with its guardian. And I admire him. I admire the guardian a lot. That golem has managed to guard it for so long. But even now, but even aside from just taking it out of the dungeon mm-hmm. and placing it in this fire, it is now untouchable by standard hands. Even the, even the five of us dare not try and steal it from that fire. And the, and the other, and his four students are just like, oh, Jesus. I hate when he does this sort of stuff. <laughs> now we can start to harness the magic of that gemstone through through this cipher. The fire will now act as a cipher and can utilize the, the natural magic emanating from the gem. And the first thing I can do is do something a little bit above mass oh, cure cool. wounds. And he manages to take you all right back to full health. Oh, nice. And, uh, the staff, he uses his staff a bit, and, well, he holds up his staff, like, he, he stands it in place and holds his hand out in front of him, and he starts to channel that green energy, and he starts to emanate it like the golem did, and then you all start to glow as well, and next thing you know, you're, like, fit as a fiddle, ready ready to go, like, tip-top shape. Better than ever. And then, uh, now then, uh, how many of you will be returning? For the for the next one, uh, now that we have the means uh, to harness the magic within this gemstone, we can start to pinpoint where the next ones are located. I I, I suppose I'm probably down for I saving mean, the world. It is kind of what I keep. Should find out what happened to Duke, but so. occasionally nice. he'll do this, and, and he'll probably show back up. I'll... Uh, I, I can help you with that. Uh, Xavier, you were the one who... Were you, uh, am I remembering correctly that you wish to return to your home? Yes. I'm ready to, like, cash out my chips and settle down. And especially after this last <laughs> trip, I trust these two. I think they can handle it. They've Eddie, killed I'm... way more than I have, especially Ebonheart. Um, and then uh, Egon starts to stroke his beard. I understand completely. Uh, now I believe you probably have got, uh, garnered some loot amongst you. You can keep the gold, yes. obviously. But um, I believe, uh, if I'm correctly, uh, and he turns back to uh, let me pull up the students' names again. Uh, uh, Lorelai, uh, could you come here for a second? And uh, Lorelai comes forward from the back, and uh, she, uh, as she steps forward, Egon is the one who uh, uh, looks at you and says, I believe you've uh, retrieved, retrieved yeah. some uh, gemstones, yeah, am I correct? Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. In the rings? Uh, I've... Uh, I, I, I'm assuming so. Uh, m- many of these uh, treasure chests that have been left there are from uh, various bandits, sometimes bandits, sometimes, you know, people who are seeking to hide their fortunes in somewhere safe, and a lot of times they uh, will hide their very precious gemstones in them. Uh, bring them, uh, all you have to do is take them out of your bag and show them to Lorelai, and she can help you identify them and uh, show uh, tell you how much they are worth. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's cash out. All right, uh, the three of you pull, hold out the, the gemstones you found. Uh, Ebonheart, uh, you met yours is identified. Uh, Lorelai starts to hold the staff, hold her staff up over them, and uh, she starts to channel the magic, and it's even helped further by the heart of Faerun channeling some of its magical energy since she's identifying earthly elements. And uh, she looks at all of yours and looks up, at, starts to look up at you, and uh, she points to you, Evan Hart, and says, "You, you hold uh, an amethyst in your uh, in your in your hands. So that Evan, that amethyst should gather you about a hundred gold pieces." Uh, she comes to you next, Elias, and uh, she reckon, uh, she tells and she tells you, uh, "This one 
is in fact a coral. Uh, much, it's quite unique. It's not quite, uh, it's not quite as uh, regularly found. Uh, the, both of yours are pretty rare, but the coral is not one you see outside of the, outside of uh, you know coastal treasures. You know, this is something you must that must have been found by somebody from the oh, coast. Cool. You know, further towards the sea. And uh, this will also gather you a hundred gold gold pieces. And then as uh, she comes to you, uh, um, Xavier, and uh, she looks into yours, and uh, she she's uh, a bit taken aback. You found this with the with the other two? I think so. You don't usually find something this rare with other gems, even even those like amethyst and coral. This is a black opal. This can gather Gosh. you almost a thousand gold pieces in the to the oh, right correct so to the right collector. Wow. That's cool. that's um like, that's maybe enough to buy back the farm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, how many? How much? Uh, how much gold did you uh, gather while you were adventuring in the in the dungeon? Uh, in the dungeon or total? Because I only kept like the total total. Uh, okay, yeah, just give us, just give her the total. I was at about 3.30. Okay, um, and she looks to Egon, uh, I'll let you handle the finances. <laughs> and he, he, Egon chuckles a bit, uh, now, uh, would you rather sell these gems to, uh, a, you know, collectors or jewelers, or would you rather, uh, cash them in here, let's say? I'll cash it in here. All right, uh. Very well. I can give you each their their estimated value. I trust Lorelai, uh, and uh, he asks you to hand over the gems. I hand them over. I hand mine over. I hand over the gem. I hand yep. over my gems. Uh, and then uh, he hands those to Lorelai, who um, throw who throws them into the fire. Who you know starts to well, she throws them into the fire, but she's also like holding her staff up and casting some weird incantation you're not familiar with. And then the next thing you know, straight up cash money what? starts to <laughs> emanate out into a bag being held by uh, Hope, um, Emil, and Wisteria, and uh, they and start they start to pull in the cash winnings and divide it up, you know, using uh, was it prestidigitation, I guess, to kind of <laughs> sort everything out neat, neatly, and. Uh, um, Ebonheart, you get a hundred gold pieces, and so do you, Elias, and then a whole big sack of a thousand gold is handed to you, Xavier. Can I get uh, that converted into platinum? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he turns back. That shouldn't be a problem, right? And uh, Lorelai. <laughs> next thing like, you're gonna want, like electrum <laughs> or something. I thought we were doing. Uh, uh, and she asks you to hand over all of your gold, and she can convert it all to okay. platinum. Done. And uh, she does the same thing. She just tosses, you know, it's all held in the sack. And then uh, she just throws the sack into the fire, chants the incantation again, and the, t the sack is tossed. It's kind of, it's kind of like spun around like a the inside of a cotton candy machine. And then when it comes out, the bag looks the same. And she hands it to you, Xavier, and you look inside. All of the gold has been uh, converted Jesus neatly Christ. into platinum. And I think it's like what five for one gold to platinum. I just put it down as ten to one on my, on my sheet. Here, well, that is, that, just to make it easier. Treasure. Where's the it would be conversion? Chart? Much nicer than doing it the other. Yeah. Um, now so I will like, admit ten, that... ten to one. You got a hundred. You got about uh, three hundred. No, uh, if it's ten to one, it's so it'd be a hundred and thirty-three platinum. Yeah. And you know what? I bet she could probably convert all that platinum into a single black opal, too. Um, <laughs> can't even easier to carry. <laughs> no, I I just want to make it easier to carry, but after I get like closer to home, I am going to have to go to a money changer and change out the cost of the farm into copper to pay it to the bank. Because <laughs> uh, right. you're going to be petty just, and... Just, and pay it and pay Just because I don't like them. Now, uh, would you like us to round that up? Because, uh, like I said, I was will I'm willing to uh, bestow upon you know bestow some magical properties to help out uh, you know Ebenhart and uh, Elias to since they are continuing the adventure. But since 
you would rather return home, I can give you essentially something to, you know, help you help you further, you know, pursue, you know, live live comfortably. I accept. Uh, you know, I and, think uh, I got this really if you don't want to mess um I just and then I pull out a giant bag of gold that I have somehow been <laughs> carrying around this entire time. It's like uh, I mean, my family share my loaded. bonus with them, I guess then. <laughs> my family's loaded. I I I don't care about money. Uh, this is like another 5,000 gold, and I just sort of hand it to Xavier, and he <laughs> falls over. Uh, um, would yeah, you have that uh, converted? Yeah, I'm gonna need that converted, because otherwise I'm gonna be super encumbered. Five uh, black opals! <laughs> uh, ba- basically, yeah, that 5,000 gold is turned into 500 platinum, Jesus. and then you have two bags full of platinum. Now, I will so you say... Have 633 platinum now, <laughs> This does come with a minor caveat that when there are eventually we little baby Xavier's, uh, you gotta name one of them after me. I'll do you one better. I'll have a boy and a girl. I'll name them both after you. One of them will be Buttercup and one of them will be Nightbringer. Just to make sure I've got all the bases covered. Uh, okay. All right. I sure. Elias is also gonna like uh, hand um, over like 40 you. gold and be like, I mean, I don't have a lot, but... Uh, well, I think Now, is that... this from you, or is this from, uh, from Duke? Both. He... It's from, from both, both of us. He doesn't un- <laughs> Yes, he doesn't understand it's from both how of you. capitalism or currency works, so he's, he's... It's the thought that counts, I guess. It... Don't, <laughs> don't worry about him, he'll be fine. But, like, if, if it helps. Well, if it helps, uh, I'm now broke, so uh, (laughs) we definitely have to save the world now. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me for money. I'm not giving you that. It's for Xavier. With that that all uh, said, uh, uh, Egan uh, looks to you, Xavier, and says, Are you ready to go home? Yeah, can you drop me just near the bank? I have... The title to a farm to buy back. I can do. I can easily do that. And then he looks to his four students, who are uh, who are, all they need to know is what town. <laughs> I don't think it's got a name. I, I never named it. <laughs> uh, whatever the, um, is, you know the name of the town, uh, we'll call it. Um, uh, for future reference, we'll call it uh, Green Hill. Green Hill. And I'll, yeah. I'll look back and to, um, a, I want to look back to, to Ebony. There's that runs around <laughs> and starts collecting golden rings <laughs> that you always have to deal with. Um, I want, anyway, I want to yeah. look back at Elias and Ebonheart and I'll, I'll mention, if you're ever in Green Hill, there should at least be a barn for you to stay in. Thanks, buddy. And, uh, they, but secretly, they, Xavier they, knows that it's going to be like a really nice set of guest rooms for them, like possibly <laughs> like a pool house. Yep. Just just now waiting for them. Full, he's full on Bilbo, going Bilbo Baggins, coming back fully loaded. <laughs> and uh, so the four students hold their staffs up to the fire, and uh, they start to channel Green Hill, and the fire turns a bright green instead of the silvery white that it was before. And uh, you, you, and this time, with the assistance of the Heart of Faerun, you can even see a faint semblance of the exterior of the Green Hill Bank <laughs> as you look into it. And uh, and uh, Egan uh, escorts you to the side of the fire, and he looks down and says, "Ready when you are." This is where you should start playing the sad music, by the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is where uh, Into the West starts playing. What can you see? See, I was just like a single. I don't want to. I don't want to get copyright stricken, so I'm going to start singing it out of tune. <laughs> see, I was um, just like Xavier before he steps into the fire. Um, he takes off his crossbow and the 23 crossbow bolts that he has, and he just sets them on the ground for whoever needs them to pick up, and then he hops in. And it's immediately <laughs> oh, no! <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my halberd. Uh, so yeah, um, Xavier hops into the fire. There's a quick burst as it takes effect, 
And then the fire starts to dissipate back down into its natural state with the assistance of the Heart of Faerun, you know, with the little green tinges on it now. friendly neighborhood DM John Bailey and I wanted to thank you for listening. We also wanted to thank Fake Problems for the use of their song 5678 off the album Real Ghosts Caught on Tape that's our theme music. You should definitely check them out. We are proudly hosted by the Gumby Cat Podcast Network and we recommend you check out some of their other fine programming. If you like our nonsense, don't forget to let other people know by giving us a five-star rating on your podcast provider and sharing us on your various social media platforms. The best and really only way our audience can grow is by spreading the word of Tragic Missile. Thanks once again for listening, and until next time, just remember, we have no idea what we're doing. Well, if I don't make it to hell.